Welcome to the Gambling Chalk Talk Podcast, where we major in the wager podcast, episode number 317. Let's see if you can guess this quarterback this week. Uh, I am joined by Darth Wager, and we go through the NBA Finals prop bets, and we give our Major League Baseball picks for week 10 in the Major League Baseball season. And then uh, I go through the NFC South. I give you some NFL quick hitters. And then we have our Game of Thrones Bracket Madness. The Valeria bracket, our first round matchups. We're down to the field of 64. And if you want to vote on who you think should win, if you don't agree with me and, and Darth Wager on who should advance, uh, you could go to jeffreybelanger.com and you can click on the Game of Thrones Valeria bracket uh, round one podcast, podcast number 317. And there are some voting tabs. You can vote for yourself if you'd like. And while you're there, you can also check out the website. And we got free picks. The NBA picks are there. The Major League Baseball picks are there. They're absolutely free. And you can help support the show by clicking on the Amazon banner ad and buying yourself something nice. And a little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show at no additional cost to you. Don't forget MyBookieAG. You can bet all these games we talk about or fade my games as it be. Although Darth's winning pretty well. Um, not so much, so fade me. That's fine. Uh, use the promo code DARTH at checkout and you get a 50% sign-up bonus. And don't forget I'm an author. The Ali Armini series. That little Amazon banner ad, it looks like my book Squeeze Play. has a picture of Mount Rushmore in the background. You click on that uh, and, and you buy yourself something nice. But that's also one of my books, Squeeze Play. And there's also Cold Blood Red and Fourth and Dead, uh, sports-related, kind of like Die Hard meets Sport Fanatics. It's a, it's an they're interesting reads. Good reads on an airplane. So there you have it. You can get it from the wordverb.com or if you go on Amazon, you can download to your favorite electronic reading device for absolutely free. Let's get to podcast episode 317. Can you guess the QB this week? Darth Wager, this this quarterback might be a little bit more difficult for you to to figure out because he's kind of like in the nebulous Went under the radar, but he was a NFL MVP. I'll even give the year. 1980 MVP of the National Football League. So before I was born. Before you were born. He also played in the USFL for the Washington Generals with, uh, not the Washington, New Jersey Generals with uh, Herschel Walker. In 1984. Warren Moon? No. He, uh, this is a tough one. He went, he also played in the Little League World Series in 1961 for El Cajon, oh, California. I see, I think I've seen this stat up like nine million times. And I, I can tell you right now, it's going to take me a while to remember who it is. So go ahead, give it to me. He was a 13th round pick, the 330th overall pick in the 1972 NFL draft. The Cleveland Browns, Brian Sipe. Oh, God, I never would have got him. I know, yeah. So, I, I, it was a tough one. Again, I don't know much about I didn't know much about him. I know a lot about stupid sports facts and statistics, and he kind of went under the radar for me. So, all right, let's talk a little bit of NBA action, some prop bets. 
I looked at prop bets a couple of days ago to make some bets. I don't know if they changed at all. Do you got any prop bets for you looking at, Darth Wager? Well, what I heard today was over-under on points, rebounds, and assists for Stephon Curry at 43. Okay. Points, rebounds, and assists. So you, you figure yeah. he's, he's going to score a lot because there's no Kevin Durant. So he's got to combine for 12 assists and rebounds total, basically. He's going to go for 31. Yeah, I, I think it's an easy hammer over, but. I, I, I did not take that one. Um, I didn't really do much of the player props. Uh, my first prop is I got the Warriors, and everybody's saying this is going to be a series, blah, 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 blah. And I'm in disagreement with that. I think that the loss of Kevin Durant has motivated this team like you would not believe, especially because I just heard that uh, he's selling his house in the Bay Area, which they all are because they're moving to a new stadium. But he's already bought a new house in New York. Really? Yeah. That might be a sign you're leaving. I'm just saying. I get he's rich. You can have multiple houses. <laughs> but, yeah. So, I, I think there's a little FU factor in this. And I don't, I, I don't even think Boogie's going to play in this series. Um, so, I got the Warriors winning four games to none. And the spread is, you get five, plus 550 for that. 4-0. Warriors starting on the road. Win at home. Four games to none. That's my first prop. What's the best line? I think the best line is five games, right? Uh, the best line, no, is the four-game sweep uh, is 550. The Warriors winning seven is 550 also. A lot of people think six. That's plus 250. To have the Raptors sweep is plus 4,000. Or Raptors in, in five, like uh, the Detroit Pistons against the Lakers and they had Kobe and Shaq and somehow the Pistons won. That's plus twelve hundred. I don't think that's gonna happen though. No. Yeah. Alright, what's what's another prop? You got another prop? No, I, I I had him on my phone and I can't pull him up. So you're gonna have to help me, the guy that's sitting at home not driving right now. Okay, I gotcha. Alright, MVP. I looked at all the players. <laughs> Excuse me. And you got Stephon Curry minus 150, Kawhi Leonard plus 250, Durant plus 1,200, uh, Draymond Green plus 800, Kyle Lowry plus 3,300, Siakam plus 3,300, Clay Thompson plus 1,400, Iguodala plus 4,000, Cousins plus 10,000, Gasol plus 5,000, Ibaka plus 8,000, Van Fleet plus 15,000. So this is my theory. Clay Thompson just got screwed out of $30 million because he didn't make the NBA first, second, or third team, which is voted on by the media. And they kind of feel bad for it because he's a good quote, he's a good dude, and he's basically not getting $30 million in the, his new contract talks because you can't get like the Supermax unless you're a first, second, or third teamer. 
I think they make up for it, the media that is, and the people that vote for MVP, by really rooting hard and finding a way to get Clay Thompson the MVP of the finals. And I'm taking that at plus 1,400. I think Draymond Green on a, on a flyer at plus eight hundred. That's not a bad pick. My other, the other one I thought about taking a flyer on is what if the the Warriors struggle, and then Kevin Durant comes back for games like five, six, and seven and carries them, and he gets the MVP at plus twelve hundred. I think he'd have to come back game three, and they'd have to be down zero two for him to get MVP. Yeah. Uh. I also taking the Warriors getting a point in game one. I think that's yeah. I don't I don't know what the goodness that what good of having a point is because there's no ties in basketball. Uh you might as well take the money line, I guess. Which oh the Warriors are giving a point now. It's moved. Warriors are giving a point. It's minus so it's minus one ten if they're given a point. I guess it's I guess it's all right if they only win by a point, so you cover. I thought they were getting a point. And I think they're going to win. So minus one fifteen for the money line. I'm just going. I'm going to. I'm going to lay the point. I think they win by five or six points in this first one. What do you got, Darth? I'm taking Golden State to win tonight. Win tonight. Money line? Are you a little rough? A little rusty after nine. Games off, but okay, very good. Uh, do you remember any other player pop props? I'm trying to pull them up as I drive. Yeah, that's okay. We go to Major League Baseball picks. Mine still stinky, still fade me. Uh, I have two games for Thursday. It wasn't gonna be a third, but Jose Barrios got bumped today, and uh, they're throwing uh. Martin uh, for the Twins against the Rays and uh, Charlie Morton instead. So I'm staying away from the Twins-Rays game. Two games, Cardinals at Phillies. I got the Cardinals uh, losing to the Phillies today. Phillies, uh, the line is minus 108. Dakota Hudson, upcoming young pitcher, but his road splits are very weak. 5.23 ERA in the road, 279 batting average chance. Jared Eckhoff has been good. 3.86 3.86 ERA, 1.19 whip this year. His home batting average against is just 217. I think Philly will pull this one out. And then Royals at the Rangers. Mike Miner has been very good for the overachieving Rangers, uh, but the team has lost six of his 11 starts. But four of those he pitched really well in. Kind of a hard luck loser. Uh, Jake Junis is pitching for the Royals. I really liked him as a rookie. The league has figured him out. He's not adjusted. I'm taking the Rangers and that launching pad down there. Minus 143 today. Darth, you've been kind of staying away. Hands in the pocket in baseball. You got anything for Thursday? No, I don't. I, I don't like anything right now. I have to, I'm, keeping, I'm keeping an eye on the Yankees-Red Sox. I'm keeping an eye on the Phillies uh, and Cardinals. I'm keeping an eye on the Diamondbacks and Rockies and the Dodgers and Mets. All right. So you're, you're, I want, the only team I like today is the Dodgers at minus 265, and I don't want to touch it. Yeah. Yeah. Against uh, Jason Vargas. He's awesome. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that means no. Darth Wager's got his eyes on five series. With his theory, he's waiting for a team to lose a couple, and he's not bet them to win, right? Yes. So make sure you go to the website. The teams I've been waiting for don't lose, and then I miss out. Yeah. But I, in the past, I'll chase, and that's where I get in trouble. Yeah. So go to the website, jeffreyblander.com. The picks are absolutely free. My picks will be up there. Uh, with the with the lines, Darth Wager. Once he decides which way he's going to go with his theory, and his theory's been working pretty good. What what's your uh, what's your unit total right now? Actually, my unit total's not as good as my record. But I went nine and four last week. I don't have the records in front of me, but I'm, I think I'm twenty games over right now. Um, I think I'm up. I'm up ten units, but. The Mets fucked me out of a lot of units. <laughs> <laughs> so those are absolutely free. And uh, when you go there, click on the Amazon banner. I'd buy yourself something nice with all the winnings you get from Darts Wager and all the money you win from fading my picks. And, and buy yourself something nice, like an E-ring that breaks on your that breaks on your roller for your yard because you hit a tree with it and you need to replace it. You can buy an E-ring set for. $9.65 on Amazon. All a bunch of different E-rings that lock lock your uh, your roller in place so it doesn't come off the uh, axle there. Yeah, that happened to me. So, all right, Friday. Brewers at the Pirates. I'm not betting against the Brewers. Jules Chasing is pitching this one. Uh, I think he's a below average pitcher. He's also 1-5 on the road this year with a 5.90 ERA and a 274 batting average against. And he's pitching for the Brewers. And it's in there at the Pirates. Joe Musgrove pitching for the Pirates. He had a great April. ERA under two. In May, his ERA is 8.25. There is a lot of runs that will be scored in this one. Take the over. And Brewers at Pirates on Friday. Brewers probably win because the Brewers always freaking win. I I was wrong about the Brewers. It's two months in. They can freaking play. Uh, Nationals at Reds. Tyler Maley. M-A-H-L-E. I can't pronounce his name. He's improved from April to May. He's getting better. Uh, eight of his 10 starts have been on the road this year. Uh, so only two starts at home, and those two starts have been very, very good. Uh, Patrick Corbin, ERMA is just ERA in May is just slightly over two. He's improved as the season's gone along. He looks like a very good signing for the Nationals. In the last three years, he's had one start at the Great American Ballpark, and he was awesome in it. Take the under. National and Reds. I got three more. Royals at the Rangers. I'm going back to that series. Danny Duffy. The last three years against the Rangers. 30 innings pitched. 17 hits. Three runs in 30 innings. Uh, the Rangers are pitching Ariel Zorlado. And he uh, is bounced around between the uh, bullpen and the starting rotation for a reason. Uh, the uh, Royals already battered him around once this year in a relief appearance. Uh, so take the, uh, I'm sorry, the Rangers, Royals have batted him around, not the Rangers. Pitches for the Rangers, damn it. Uh, take the Royals and Danny Duffy on Friday. Blue Jays at the Rockies. Edwin Jackson has played with 16 teams. If he keeps pitching the way he is right now, he's not going to pitch for any more in the future. I can tell you that much. Uh, German Marquez, uh, he's, he's going for the Rocks. He is very good on the road, but his home splits are terrible. 
Uh, they've been not so good the last three years, not just this year. So that's a trend, a big trend. Take the over in that one with Edwin Jackson and uh, Jermon Marquez pitching. And my last one, Marlins at the Padres. Caleb Smith, young pitcher and good. I talked about him a couple podcasts ago. He's been a little snake bit on the road. Teams are just batting 206 against him, but his ERA is 4.36. It's a little, a little unlucky. Joe Lucchese, similar uh, good home splits, not so good on the road. I think these are two good young pitchers. They're picking, pitching in a pitcher's park. This is going to be low scoring, 2-1, to 3-1 to one game. Take the under. Marlins at Padres on Friday. I will be taking San Diego in that game. Ooh. You like Lucchese? Yes. Also, um, depending on the outcome of the Cubs game today, I'll probably take St. Louis. If the Cubs win today in their game and move on to St. Louis, I'll take St. Louis at home for that game as well. Those are my two picks so far this week since Monday. (laughs) Yeah. All right. NFL, some quick hits on the NFC South. Go to MyBookieAG, use the promo code DARTH at checkout. You get a 50% sign-up bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. You get paid like in less than 48 hours if you use uh, like a Bitcoin. Uh, Coinbase is a good way to go through. That's what worked for me. Uh, money was in there like almost right away. I, I know it's shocking to think I actually collected money from MyBookieAG considering my picks have been absolute dog crap, but that's all right. I still collected money. Uh, manage, <laughs> manage that bankroll. Um, Carolina Panthers. Quick hits on the NFC South. Will Greer, third-round pick. This is a, a controversial pick for Carolina fans. Uh, but Cam Newton is taking a lot of hits, could barely lift his shoulder the second half of last season. And Will Greer checks a lot of the boxes Bill Parcells likes in a QB. Must be a senior. I'm not giving him a check on this because he only played three years of college ba- uh, football. But that's because he transferred from Florida and missed a year. So I'm gonna get I'm gonna check him off as a senior. Uh graduate college because Bill Parcells likes people that finish things. I'm not sure if he did. But he is married with a kid. Uh so he, he can balance some responsibility, it looks like. Well, uh, I thought you meant because he finished in the bedroom, but okay. Oh <laughs> uh three year starter. Uh, no, he only started two years at West Virginia. He did play 10 games of Florida when he was a freshman. Uh, so not a starter, but that's pretty close. Must win 23 games. He won 15 with West Virginia and 10 with Florida. He played in six games that season for Florida. So that's pretty close to 23. Regardless, he is Cam Newton insurance policy. Possibly their version of Dak Prescott if Cam Newton gets hurt, like Tony Romo did. So I think that was a pretty solid pick by the Carolina Panthers. They didn't really have a backup, and that showed at the end of the season. So not a bad I, – I don't think it was a bad pick. I don't know why the fans were so mad about that. A lot of message boards. I think boards. they should have picked Daniel Jones. Yeah, I know, right? Could have got him in the third round. Uh, <laughs> Saints. <laughs> I'm going to save the Saints one for last because I want, I want to ask Dan a few questions about this one. The Tampa Bay Bucks. Bruce Arians has called out the offensive line and almost everyone else on the team during their OTAs, basically practice, spring practices. The bar's been set higher by, by Arians, and uh, his word should have some clout with that team because 
I don't know if it does because this this team has a history the last ten years of just quitting and rolling over in the first sign of adversity. So they got Bruce Arians working the offense. They got Todd Bowles, former Jets head coach. I thought it did a good job with not a lot of talent with the Jets because you just saw them fire their general manager. The guy was a moron. And Todd Bowles had to deal with that while he was head coach there. Now he's a defensive coordinator for the Buccaneers. Major upgrade for the Bucs. They got a really good offensive mind in Bruce Arians. He's their head coach. They got a head coach running the defense. I think the only way this gets screwed up is if the Glazer family interferes, which they probably will. Uh, but I like I like what they've done with the coaching staff there. The Atlanta Falcons. Devontae Freeman was a fourth-round pick. They signed him to a long-term deal at running back, which you probably shouldn't do with running backs with a second contract. Think of uh, all the running backs that don't pan through after their first deal. He's basically East Coast Todd Gurley right now. He's He's been healthy early this season in, in the offseason, which is good. But the, the Falcons had to watch Tevin Coleman Signed a two-year, $10 million deal with San Francisco, and he was probably the better of the running backs at this point. But Freeman is on a long-term deal, and if they cut him, it's $13 million in dead money. There's more dead money for him this year than, if they, than it was to sign Tevin Coleman, who was their best running back. So, And he signed Devontae Freeman signed through 2022. Uh, his dead money hit in 2020. Is six million in 2021 is three million. So maybe they can part ways after that, but maybe he gets healthy. Let's hope he gets healthy. Dan, have you seen this 40 yard race for gold? No. All right. So Ted Ginn, 40 yard race is 40 yards of gold. It's a website. He, he now Ted Ginn did not run at the combine. He claims to run have run a 4.2840. Back in and that was back in 2007. On June 29th, I think the first matchup is Ted Ginn versus uh, DRC Dominique Rogers Carmardi. Uh, this is a 40-yard dash with a bunch of NFL players. They're getting paid like ten thousand dollars a race or something like that. This reminds me of the ABC Wide World of Sports Battle of the Superstars. Too young for you, Dan. But Mike Conley, not the guy that's in the NBA, but his father, who was an Olympic triple jumper, and he was awesome in those ABC Wide World of Sports Battle of the Superstars, and he had some amazing dunks. I swear, it might be because I was seven, but I swear he jumped from the three-point line and dunked. It was disgusting. So I'm really excited for this 40-yard race for gold, kind of like kind of like the NFL version of uh ABC's Worldwide of Sports Battle of the Superstars. So that's my uh, quick hits for the is NFC it, South. Is LeBron coming up with uh, a TV show? Or did it already come out and flop? Who, LeBron? Yeah, he's, it's, it's the, about getting chased. I, I don't know. He's got, he's got his barber. And then you're getting chased down by people? No, I don't know. I haven't seen that. But he's got a, a barbershop show that I think is kind of funny. Oh. That's why I moved out to L.A. Yeah. All right, so now the Game of Thrones bracket. Oh, yeah. With this, I have all the knowledge. You have all the knowledge. Oh, boy. So we want to find out. I, I, I broke down 71 characters, and we want to see who sits on the Iron Throne between me, Darth Wager, maybe Queen Cersei, 
uh, Queen Saucy, also known as my wife, will come on the, the show every once in a while. And we want to pick who should sit on the Iron Throne in our opinion. So we got the, the Valeria bracket today. Eight matchups. The number one seed, Cersei Lannister, Queen Cersei, or one of the queens by the end, against number 16, Robin Arian. Now, Queen Cersei Lannister, played by Lena Headley, did a great job. She was, she was hated during the show. That's how good an actress she was because you really felt the hate. That She really portrayed it well. I thought she did an awesome job. And she's going against Robin Arian, who is actually sitting on the final, uh, in the final episode. Uh, he was a meek, mild little kid who was still uh, sucking on his mom's boobies for breast milk uh, when he was like eight years old. Uh, he's played by uh, Leno Faccioli. Uh, I think this is a no-brainer. Queen Cersei will push him out the moon door or chop his head off. She was ruthless. So I love her. Darth. Do you even know who Queen Cersei is? No, it sounds like a girl that likes sex because it sounds like Queen Thirsty. Yeah. Uh, she did, but I'm not going to spoil it for you, Dan. Uh, her sex is a little disturbing, so I'll just leave it that way. Oh, boy. <laughs> the 8 first 9 seed, looking to advance, against Queen, advance and face Queen Cersei in the second round. Uh, we got Ned Stark. Who really appeared just in the first season. A very honorable man, according to his bastard son, who was not his bastard son. I won't spoil that for you either. Um, He's going against Gilly, who was one of the wildings from the north that came down uh, and basically was useless. Uh, Ned Stark, even though I thought he he really played the Game of Thrones terribly, uh, I think he has to advance... Just on brute strength, and although Gilly might get in a few shots and stab him a few times, just because he might try to do the honorable thing, and she might just try to survive. So, but Ned Stark gets wounded a little bit, but he survives round one. Do you know anything about those two, Darth? Um, that one sounds like Ned Flanders. <laughs> He's kind of goody-goody, like Ned Flanders too. Um, the four seed. Tywin Lannister, the patriarch of the Lannister family, played by Charles Dance, another outstanding actor, really hated him. He was ruthless. His own sons shot him basically in the balls with a, with a crossbow to kill him. Uh, I spoiled that for you, Dan. I'm sorry. But it's still surprising the way it happened, so you, you didn't miss much. And he's going against Lisa Arian, uh, who... Robin Arian's mother, and she was just a bitter woman, didn't like her sister, Caitlin Stark, who lost in the playing round uh, because she got all the guys, and she was not as good looking as Caitlin, apparently. Uh, but she was a little ruthless, but not as ruthless as Tywin. Tywin advances in that matchup. Again, you can go to jeffreybanger.com and vote on all these matchups if you think I was wrong in any of these. Five seed, Mance Raider, the king of the wildings. Uh, played by Clarion Hines. He's going against Renly Baratheon. He was the gay king. One of the Baratheon brothers after Robert died. There were three, uh, there, there were three brothers. Robert died and Renly and Stannis were fighting for it. Renly was uh, the gay king. 
who was having relations with one of his uh, night guardsmen, and he was betrothed to Marjorie Tyrell, who we'll get to probably a little later. And uh, there, there's no way Mance Raider loses to him. He's got the wilding forces behind him. Uh, Mance Raider beats Renly, who was not much of a fighter. He's more of a lover and a, and a, and a statesman than anything else. All right, the bottom half of the bracket. We have four matchups. The number two seed, Jonah Mormont, who was a, a very good knight in Westeros and was banished to uh, the other side of the Narrow Sea and was the basically the, the guard for Daenerys Targaryen. And he was pretty awesome. Had got the disease that makes you look like uh, you have scales like a dragon. And he survived that somehow, one of the few people ever did. Uh, and he, tough dude, played in the fighting pits, survived, kind of like kind of like the uh, arena of the gladiators, Darth, when you watch it. And he goes against Lancel Lannister, who became one of the uh, High Sparrow's followers, uh, was the cousin of Cersei Lannister, and she did some things with him that were disturbing. Uh, so I'm taking Jonah Mormont to advance over Lancel, although Lancel puts up a big, a, a bit of a fight uh, because he's kind of crazy. Next one. This might be a controversial seed. Robert Baratheon, the first king we are introduced to in the Game of Thrones, is a seventh seed, and he's going against the High Sparrow, played by Jonathan Price. The High Sparrow, Dan, was basically a... Uh, you remember from last time, he beat Marjorie Tyrell. Uh, he's a hoity-toity religious guy, but he's kind of ruthless and likes power on a very low-key level. And I think Robert Baratheon is so drunk that he loses this battle. He, he misses with his hammer and loses in the 10 seed. The High Sparrow and his, his little cult following advance to round two. All right, this next matchup, Daniel, like this guy, Tormund, Giant Spain. He's called Giant Spain because he claims to have sex with a giant's wife, and the giant didn't challenge him because his member was so large. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, Tormund, Giant Spain, the three seeds going against Mira Reed, who Bran Stark, uh, Bran the Broken, was in love with. But never closed the deal. And we found out at the end why he didn't close the deal. Because he could never have kids. Apparently his member did not work. I don't know why his sister knew that. But she did. So, uh, Tormund uh, Giantsbane definitely beats Mira Reed. She's a, a meek and mild uh, person. She's a little bit of a fight. Might slash him a little bit. But Tormund probably should have been a two seed. But he gets a three seed. Ah, uh, this next one. Alaria Sand. She is from uh, Dorne. They like poison. She's ruthless. She has three bastard children who are awesome as well. I think she's a hottie. Uh, older woman, but she's a hottie. And she's going against Bran Stark. And I think she just gets excited for Bran and gives him a little poisonous kiss and knocks him out because he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't. This is before Bran actually has the third eye. So Bran who ended up being the king of Westeros, the Six Kingdoms, uh, is the loser in round one. And Elia Sand advances as the sixth seed. Again, you could go to 
Uh, you can go to jefflipbanager.com and you can vote on all these. You, you just click on uh, Game of Thrones Bracket Madness, the Valeria Bracket Podcast, and you can vote on all eight of those matchups and let me know if uh, I got any of them wrong. Darth, you got anything to add to podcast number 317, the Brian Sype episode? No, I don't, but you're making it very interesting for me to watch Games of Thrones. It's about older ladies wanting to have sex with their relatives so far. So, yeah, it sounds great. Yeah, it's a little weird. I, I got to tell you that, that it, there were sex scenes, but you didn't feel good about watching them. It was kind of was kind of disturbing, I got to say. Wow. Uh, all right, so there, there it is, Podcast 317. Hope everybody has a good finish to the work week and enjoys their weekend. And uh, let's go Red Sox. Chris Sale, we need a win tonight against the Yankees after we lost a couple games to Cleveland. Let's go Sox.